Well, welcome into Clearview Live. My name is Graham Inman. I'm the student pastor here at Clearview, and I'm joined by Jason Cruz, our senior pastor here. And we're so excited about a new opportunity to connect with you uh, and be able to talk through some certain topics that are honestly kind of fueled a little bit by our um, our sermon series we've started called How Did Jesus, but also just topics that we face in life as, as believers and different ways for us to be able to navigate some of the challenges that we face. Jason, thanks for joining us today. You sound incredibly professional. Man, like, you're like radio. Do you, I, are you sure not radio? I don't know if my if my job depends on this or what. So <laughs> I'm, I'm trying the best that I can. So, uh, man, I'm excited about this uh, today. It is pretty cool. Yeah. So today, I mean, we're, we're talking through... Uh, your, your title this past Sunday, if, if you haven't listened to the message, it's available via podcast as well. It was called How Did Jesus Handle Hurry? And so pace of life, just kind of rhythms that uh, life brings and how we find the balance and all of that, kind of our topic today. So just kind of give us a little bit of a recap on how some of that works in your mind. If you want to recap something you've talked about before, how that works, give us a little bit of just kind of your thoughts on that. Well, I, you know... <laughs> This whole thing on how Jesus handled, it's like we called it Jesus on the street. Like, you know, like Jesus himself on the pavement. Yeah, what, like, what does that yeah. look like? And I just don't know of anything anywhere that that is not in anybody that doesn't deal with hurry. Yeah. I don't, I'm not talking about being busy. I'm talking about like hurry, a hurried mind. And, and truthfully, Graham, this was something that probably started with me, I would say, for whatever reason, it started when I read the book, A Life You've Always Wanted by John Ortberg, mm-hmm. who's one of my, yeah. one of my favorite authors. And I've never met John and, and, uh, but, but, uh, he, he wrote on this topic and, and every time I've, I mean, I, I've written several books and every time I, every time I read Ortberg, I realize I, I really shouldn't write books because <laughs> I can't, I can't write like yeah. that. And yeah, yeah. It, it is. But he wrote this book called The Life You've Always Wanted. And I probably read it in 2000, 2001, 2002, somewhere in there in the early 2000s because I was really I was convicted. You were, yeah, 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 I know. And, and, uh, and, and I was really convicted and here's why I was convicted because it wasn't driving fast that was my problem. It wasn't that I was in a hurry. It wasn't. I had a hurried mind. Mm. I had a hurried soul. Yes, I was. And because and there was a, a line in that that just honestly hurt my feelings. And, and he said, um, when 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 you are in a hurry, you're never fully present anywhere. Mm. And I was like, oh, my stars, yeah. because I. I, I found myself even in meetings going, oh, I, I had this, this internal sense? thing. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. And then I, I thought, go where? Right. You know, and so, so, so Jesus, we started with this, how did Jesus, because th- there's something about Jesus that I've noticed in the gospels, just that he had a different rhythm. He, 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 I'm fascinated by his inability or his ability to not feel pressure to be in the moment to, to just be be relaxed people just yourself. didn't dictate life to him he's yeah. like i'm not yeah whoa in my lane yeah. yeah and and yeah so it it's a big deal to me it, it's something yeah. that i work on a lot to be honest yeah so yeah. as we're looking through kind of the the challenges because we can't shut culture off right nope. we we just can't it's it's just every time you look up there's 
more and more and you're you're challenged to be a part of more and to commit to more and to, yep. to be present in all these different areas. And if you're a real winner, you got to have like 87 action items today because sure. what winners yeah. do. Right. You've got you to know. check everything else off. Yeah. And it, yeah. And so, so for you, what, what just, I'm going to challenge you because you got a lot, a lot that usually circulates in your mind. So just some bite-sized practical steps to, to uh, attack that, that, um, I guess the propensity to hurry, the, the tendency. Of so like, what do I do? Yeah. Like what yeah. are some things for you? Cause you mm. noticed when you read Orberg that there mm. was something within you. So how did, it how was did already you, there. I was, yeah. I was already doing it and, and it was already a problem. Right. And so yeah. how, how do you take Jason Cruz, the, the, the person mm-hmm. take and attack that, that um, tendency or, or, or just, I guess, bent towards hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first of all, I would say if, if you didn't, it, it, Graham referenced it, if you didn't listen to that sermon, I, I, the last thing, I, I'm not I'm not trying to get you to listen to my preaching. I, I, I promise I'm not. I, but but if you if you do have an iPhone on the iOS, if you go to the podcast app or if you go to Spotify on our website, you can watch a video. But I, it's interesting. I tell you what's fascinating. Every time I bring up the soul, you, you have a soul. It's your mind, your heart, your will, your emotions. You have a soul. Your soul doesn't go to heaven. Your, your soul is not the eternal part of you. You know why? Because emotions don't go to heaven. Emotions don't go to heaven. Uh, you, do. Some people say, yeah, yeah, in the book of Graham. Yeah, the, exactly. the, but, but, but your spirit goes to heaven, but your soul is your mind, your heart, your will. And my mind, my heart, my will was hurried. Yeah. And, and I knew it. I'm hyper on top right. of that. I and mean, I know I'm hyper. And, and so I, I now I, I could give you a, a, a several, you know, uh, several steps that Self-help. I took. Kind of yeah, I could, you know, and, and you, you can buy them for a dollar piece sure. and I'll yeah. sell them to you. Yeah. But, but I, I, this, I, all I can say is these worked for me. Okay. And, and I, the, the first I would say actually is a different way of thinking. And, and here, here's what I would say. You, you have to be willing to be different. Mm. And, and as easy as that sounds, I promise you, if you do not take control of your soul, somebody will and, or something else will. And I had to learn that my day was mine. My calendar was mine. All of that I, email, all those things, that was mine. And I could do with it what I wanted. And so I had to learn to be different because... Every, the whole world, you said it, the whole world's forcing you into its, yeah. into its lane. Yeah. And that lane is Mach 7. Right. And, and so I had to go, no. So I, one of the first things that I did, one of the, one of the first, I would say, lifestyle changes, yeah. other than just being willing to be different, right. I would say one of the first things that I did, this is really insane, except for the people that actually know me like you and, and yeah. Dylan and others, is I started walking slower. Oh, boy, do you. Man, I do. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You do. I do. Yeah, you've noticed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I noticed you walk three or four steps ahead of me most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I have to like slow down. I'm like, oh wait, we're not going that fast <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. And and if and I'm, that's if I see you walking quick. I better walk quick with you. It's, yeah, it's something, something's going on. Yes. Yeah. And 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 I um, that's hard. Yeah. And you know where it's I first. It's you know, counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive. So far from yes, what, and what feels natural or it's, feels expected. Yeah, it drives Michelle crazy. Yeah. Because like when we go somewhere, she's like. Come on! We're gonna close. I'm like, we get in this restaurant. the yeah. ride is still open. Exactly. There's a line yeah. right there, you know. Exactly. But 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 I um, I made a. I, you know where that came from? It came from I noticed. I think the first thing that I ever noticed about myself was I would get out of my vehicle, I'd get out of my truck, and I would like sprint into Kroger. Go on. Yeah. I'd sprint into Academy. I'd sprint into whatever, and I'm like, why am I doing this? Who's who's waiting on me? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it bothered me. 
and and I, and, and I, I found myself hyped up, you know. Mm. And and so I began to walk slower. And I will tell you this, no kidding. Walking slower, which also became driving slower, which you've commented oh, on too. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the word was grandpa. Uh, uh, I'm only 47, yeah, exactly. but 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 I, I found. You also, you only drive 47 miles an hour. I do, right? so tops. Yeah. Um, but but what I what I did find complete and utter life changing move. Mm. When I began to walk slower, yeah. I began to notice things. I began to hear okay. people. I began to see people. People weren't an obstacle. The greeter at Walmart had a name and a face. And, and, and I began to see things. And I began to, I, I tell you when it was at its worst, um, when I was really dealing with a lot. I remember one time I was in a parking lot at a coffee shop. And, and the, the, I mean, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. And I looked up, I looked up at the sky and I noticed that it was partly sunny. And, and it, it dawned on me. I mean, the Lord just spoke into me, and he said, that's the first time you've looked up in 19 days. It was 19 days. Oh, wow. Now, that wasn't look to heaven. Right. It's the first time you've been so heads down. Yeah, I lit- so and this is, this is no lie, and yeah. it's a shame to admit. I didn't, know what the, I didn't know if it was raining. I didn't know if it was sunny. Mm. I, I was so intense every, every day. I literally didn't, couldn't. I was in a fog. Wow. And and so when I began to walk slower and drive slower, it, it opened up my field of vision. Yeah. And uh, I, I would say another another big aspect, a big turning point for me um, that you know n- nobody came and arrested me and put me in jail was uh, this is going to sound uh, in- interesting, um, but I turned off all my notifications on my phone. Uh, I, I get no email on my phone. Mm. You're allowed to do that. I mean, you you did yeah, buy it. You, you know, app, app, Apple doesn't you force you. That. You yeah. control it. I, I own my phone. My phone doesn't own me. Mm. And and so, I turned off all sounds. Uh, I turned off text notifications. I mean, I still get text yeah. messages, but I, I get no notifications. My email's you not have connected. To go in and I have to go in and look. To, yeah, yeah I, I get, the only alerts I get on my phone are calendar alerts, and even those don't have sounds. Yeah. I have no sounds on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I get no notifications on my phone. I certainly get no push notifications on my right. phone. Uh, and, and that was another thing that unclogged my mind. Because you, if you do that or something like that, you you get to choose when when you're going to engage with that, right? Like you- because if I don't, Graham, every, I'm going to use you as an example. Most people are asking you to solve their problem. Right. I need you now. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. So I did some other things. Like I put blocks of my week called the – actually, if you went on my calendar right now, you would see X Factor. Mm-hmm. And did you say that? Yeah, X that. Factor on my calendar is you call me, Jason, I need help. Okay, today time. or tomorrow at this – boom. Yeah. I'm, I've got time. But I decided, right? You know, and and so, so it allowed me because this there's this research coming out, and I'm telling you, it's coming out. I've, I saw it just this week. Harvard Business Law uh, Business Review. I've seen Forbes, Business Insider, to name three off the top of my head. I've seen the last 48 hours uh, of of studies that all independently are, are doing research on the fact that literally notifications. Mm-hmm, Ding, 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 ding. They're changing the way your brain takes you out of, yeah. Changing the actual, I'm not a, I have a doctorate, but it's not in the medical world. <laughs> changing the cellular structure wow. of how your brain functions. Good. The phone's doing that. But that's not the phone's fault. Yeah. That's, that's my fault. 
So uh, I've I, even heard you say that, like with our staff meeting, sometimes mm-hmm. like we'll we like we'll, we'll for some of our offsite meetings or long calendar planning or whatever mm-hmm. it may be collaboration. Yeah, like we we'll go somewhere and we'll have a landline and we give spouses or significant others that line and we shut everything all the you way you should have seen everybody's face first time i did that yeah uh, yeah it, it uh so what we do as uh, what we do is we have a standing yeah, sorry, we have a standard yeah, no we have a standard we have a standard uh that we, we we believe in collaboration on our team and so we collaborate a lot because i i you're a smart guy and i and i mean that and dylan's smart and brian's smart and, and jenny's smart and, and and tracy sellers is smart and on and on everybody's got a different range of intelligence yeah. for different reasons right. I need that. I need people looking into that. So when, yeah. yeah. So when we have a collaboration meeting, too much research indicates you can't get it back. When and let's take ten people in a room, between those ten people or those five people, all of them have cousins, aunts, uncles, moms, kids, friends. If we left our notifications on. It's every two or three seconds. It's every two or three seconds. So we actually power our phone all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. All the way down. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. there's just no. So you asked for five things. I'll give you two more quick. Uh, One, I would say I began probably 10, 12 years ago uh, planning what I call soul day. And um, I'm I'm about 80% hitting it. And and I will detach and move away for a day locally uh, to just be with God and, and, and look out, not plan, not answer email. I will look on the horizon. And uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a couple, couple. That's good. Yeah, man, obviously we're, we're talking more in general terms, but because you gave a talk on this, a few days ago, I went back and, and listened and just pulled a lot of different things. It was super helpful for me. And you mentioned it a minute ago with the with the notifications and all of the buzzing and different ways that you're pulled in a world that it feels like that's just impossible, right? We we joked about it. You're allowed to do that, but there are some times where you just feel like, man, I, my kids are going to call me and I'm going to miss it, or my wife is going to call, or or something's going to happen and I'm going to have turned my phone. So, in a world that seems like connectivity is a necessity, mm-hmm. what what tips would you give to at least help alleviate the burden? If you can't remove it all the way, mm-hmm. what what specifically in that? Because that seems to be the primary one of the primary factors is social media. It's you know cell phone. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, how what are some practical steps to alleviating that? That burden of feeling like either feeling that way or the angst. Yeah. Oh, it's real. Uh, a friend of mine, one time I had, had lunch with him, and he was, we were having this conversation, and he said, Man, I know you practice this stuff a lot. And I do, yeah, yeah. He said, Man, I, I, my email's killing me. And so I, I said, Well, I want to see your phone. Like, and, and I was looking at his phone. What he didn't know is, I, as he was talking, I just picked up his phone, it was unlocked. And, mm-hmm. and what he didn't know is I, I literally went into his settings and I just Turned deleted it. his yeah. email. And I, and I didn't delete the email. Just I just turned it off. I did, yeah. I, 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 so he still had it. I just disconnected it from his phone. Mm. And I handed it back down. And, and about five minutes later, I said, well, it's, it's off. He said, well, I said, I turned it off. He panicked. Not at me. He's like, my vice president won't let. I'm like, so? Answer it when you get back. Yeah, you were at lunch right he, now. He anyway. called yeah. me an hour later. And he said, the ride from there to, to lunch to his office, he said, I, by the time I got back to my office, I was so panicked. I didn't know what to do. And I've had many people say that. And, and, and I think with how do you, I think first thing you have to realize is you are connected, Yeah. but connected to who? And that's going to sound very preacherly, yeah. no, that's, but, but that's Jesus, true. Jesus had a line with the father that mattered to him more than his line to you. Yeah. 
And and so I can if I if I'm connected to you, I may not be connected to God. But what you need from me as a friend, as a brother, not even as a pastor, what you need from me as a friend, you need me to be more connected with God than yeah, I am to you. That's true. And so what I need to do is realize I am connected, but so I, I'll get on social media from time to time on my iPad. Just not on my phone. Yeah. I took it off my phone. You just set little parameters mm-hmm. like that. Things. Just set your own boundaries even I've heard and people, stick to them. I've heard of people that will move it, like Facebook app or whatever, to a different part of their phone. Mm-hmm. Because what they'll find is they'll they'll open it and just reflex, just go to it. And they I don't see know people. Why we we all. Start watching. They're mindlessly right. scrolling. And so you have to. So, so just, I've heard, I've heard people talk about that. And mm-hmm. they'll move it to where they actually have to go a second step. And it seems trivial. But once they do that, they it causes them to think, do I really need to do this right now? I'm wanting to do this, or am I, is this just because I don't have anything else to do? T- yeah, I, I would encourage you, um, like I said, be willing to be different. Yeah. And, 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 and if you, you just, you, you can't, it's never going away, so you're, you're going to have to change it. Yeah. So when, when you mentioned soul days a minute ago and kind of the getting away and mm-hmm. um, re, resetting your mind and all of that, so... Um, a lot of people would would take that in some ways to mean uh, I'm just going to go veg out. I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to be know, lazy. Yeah, Jason's lazy. So you mentioned yeah. something in in the message uh, when you were talking about Jesus slipping away in Luke five, which I love that Luke included that bit that he he literally slipped away. Uh, it said often. Yeah, and it, it shows up multiple places. So for you, what is the difference between unplugging and what you said plugging in? Yeah. How does that? What, what is the difference in just stepping back and then stepping really up? Mm, totally. For, well, first of all. The reason, the reason that I even require, it's, you know, I don't ask. I, there's not much I require our stuff. You're going to do this, but but our staff, yeah, yeah. yeah but but I do require a soul day, and, yeah. and here's why: monthly, because I, I could promise you, you could go to your employer right now. I, I've literally had executives that I've coached up on the soul day. Yeah. I'm talking about high level executives mm-hmm. that have come back to me saying, revolutionized yeah. my work. Yeah, they. You know, Jeff Bezos. Unless he's changed it uh, for a long time, he. And I think he still does. Every Friday, he takes no appointments. He he designates. Oh, wow. He designates. Now they're they're doing okay. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it feels that yeah, way. Yeah, he can and, do it. yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing all right. Amazon. Um, but but he he leaves Fridays to think. Yeah. In effect, he does a soul yeah, day once a, a week. A forward once a week. Well, when, what am I not getting stuck on? So right actually, now? my soul day is yeah. about the future. I don't yeah. veg out. I'm not going listening to the Eagles, you know, and and just you know, eat, eat yeah, some beef jerky exactly. or something. Yeah. You know, no. I when I pull away, I'm going with intense yeah. intention. That's good. I pull away with intense intention, and I'm like, God, what's coming at me? What what do you have for me? And and so I I really do. I, yeah, G, the point was Jesus did not pull away to unplug. Jesus pulled away to plug in. Plug in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so you know Jesus understood, and you mentioned this in the in the message as well that uh, he couldn't be depleted in order to to to, to function to fulfill yeah. his purpose, his calling. So that feeling of depletion, that feeling of man, I I can't take one more phone call right now. If my yep. phone rings, or if my kid asks for one more thing, or if I have to deal with one more soccer practice, like I'm mm-hmm. going to lose it, right? So what are the indicators of depleted resources? How do we know when mm-hmm. we're approaching? Oh, the that's level easy. Of, yeah. Of like I'm about to I'm about to snap and then what are some easy like you know I read a fever a little while ago and there was a like almost like a quick medicine that just fixed it it at least gave me immediate relief mm-hmm. obviously we know the long term 
plans, but what would you say if, if you're feeling, you're approaching that moment, what is the most valuable piece of advice someone comes to you in that position? They just don't know what else to do or how they, how they can even make it. Yeah, because if people lived inside my head, which would be dangerous and I would want nobody there, but if, if they did live inside my head, they would realize that I'm very far from this. Yeah. Like I'm very far. I'm, I, I talk about it a lot right. because I work on it, yeah. but, but I, I, I'm a long way from it. Yeah. Uh, but I would say you ask for indicators. Here's a couple that I can tell you for me. Uh, one is, is irritability. Mm-hmm. When, when I find myself quietly irritable by people, yeah. you know, there's a reason that there, there is no job. And this is gonna, this is going to set you free for some of you. Job, jobs don't go to heaven. Mm. You know, aren't you glad? Yeah. Um, jobs don't go to heaven, but people go to heaven. There's nothing, and that doesn't mean you have to be an extrovert yeah. like me or you. We're extroverts. We don't. That doesn't mean we have to be. People can be introverted. But God made people. He didn't make processes, and he did not make corporations, and he didn't make jobs. He made people. So when you find yourself getting very irritable with people, something's out of whack. Right. Um, Things that shouldn't bother you but do, and you're just like, how is this? Another thing I would just ask yourself is um, one of the – and this is hard. Oh, this is awful to say. It's it's, it's tough, but I have to admit it is um, I don't – I'm not as fun to be around, and and yeah. and I'm intense. And when I feel the intensity going up, yeah. I realize my soul's out of whack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that another part is being present in conversations. Yeah. I'll tell you a, a big one for me is when you find yourself about sixty seconds into a conversation, and then after about ninety seconds, you go. There's a little voice in your head that's going to start saying, "You need to move on." You need to move on. Yeah. You need to move on. You got somewhere to be. You really most of the time don't. Right. That was something I noticed when I bumped into Graham in the parking lot of, you know, Connors or something. Hey, man, how you doing? I realized I, I really didn't have to be yeah. anywhere. Right. And I, I started setting more margin yeah. in my calendar. Yeah. For that, and so those were indicators when when I found myself. uh, Another thing is just sleep. When you're not sleeping good, Uh, but at the end of the day, and and how do you get out of it? Well, the first thing you do to get out of it is is you realize. And I had to do this. I'm telling you. I mean, this is brutal, but I'm telling you, I had to blame nobody but me. Yeah, it is my fault. Yeah, stop blaming the church. Stop blaming people's marital problems. Stop blaming baseball practice. This is your life, moron. Own it. (laughs) Exactly. Own it. Shut up and own it. You know, one of the things that I've noticed, too, about me, and my wife will tell you the same thing, like, People can tell when you're disengaged. A hundred percent. Eighty percent of communication is nonverbal. Right. Do you notice that? Exactly. Eighty yeah, percent. Yeah. Like this right here tells me, like I don't. Care. Oh, really? I'm not really interested. Yeah. Eighty yeah, percent of communication. Right. Is yeah. yeah. So if, if I'm if I'm asking you a question, hey, how's it going? And then I keep moving, or I look over your head to see what else yeah. is happening. Basically, what you're saying is I, my mind is not here. Nope. I'd rather be somewhere else, or I'm looking for something more interesting, right? And yeah. that's, you never want people to feel that way, specifically totally. if you're in ministry. But then also, yeah. just in general, it just makes you, you a bad friend. People. Yeah, exactly. And so tying that in, because you kind of came to a certain point in the message, and then obviously our, our conversation is leading this way too. But we mentioned it a second ago the way that it's all kind of inter, intertwined and connected within what you're really actually looking for. You're busy because you want to be busy. Mm-hmm. It, whether it's a fear of missing out or a fear of, you know, people are going to judge you. Me chose for doing, yeah, you chose it. Yeah, you chose the life you mm-hmm. live oftentimes when it comes to the pace you're, you're running at. Yep. And so you tie that you into— You choose it every time. Exactly. And so you, you tie that into what you call a craving. 
Mm-hmm. And this this craving of whether you're craving attention, you're craving busyness, you're craving success. Significance. Yeah, significance, whatever. And so you, you made a statement that said craving God eliminates toxic cravings. Mm-hmm. It's super simple but super profound at the same time. So for me, sometimes it's hard for me to know, maybe for others, to know when a good thing has become a bad thing. Okay. And what I mean is that when a good thing is the main thing, but not yeah. the, the best thing, you know what I mean? I, mean, I know so, a lot about that. Yeah. And so how, how do you know, what, what are some, some indicators? How do you know when uh, a, a craving has become toxic? Yeah. Well, you know especially I mean? for ministers, we need to be needed. Yeah. We'd like to be needed. That's good. It's good. It's good job security. So um, I, 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 I think for, for more than anything, this is, this, is, this is the reality when it comes to cravings. Just realize when you're saying yes to something, or when you're saying no to something, you're saying yes to something else. <clears throat> yeah. So me saying yes to God, yeah. that's okay. I, it's okay that I'm saying no to somebody else. My economics teacher called it an opportunity cost. There's yes. no such thing as a free lunch because Never. it costs your time. There's you know, no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah, and and, and and I think I think that um, I, I I think you know. So when, when we're looking at this whole thing, I heard we could go forever on this, and right. we could talk about this because here's this is like a work in progress. I, yeah. I, I really need one of those big yellow construction signs yeah. that exactly. says you know working. Because yeah. I, I mean it. I, I, I mean right. I'm going to probably sound a little bit like some guru. I, I, you follow me around, you'll know it's not true. Exactly. But but yeah. but I, I would say to you this as we close this thing out. I, I would say to you one go back and listen to that if you haven't two read ortberg's book especially chapter five uh the life you've always wanted i would say three go pick up a copy of his other book called soul keeping oh my stars it's phenomenal um and i but i would also say just pull back and take an inventory of your life and ask yourself a different question what do i want Mm. what do i want and and when i did that I was able to say you have to overcome the guilt of saying no yeah. because you're saying yes to something else. Yeah, I'm saying no, right. but I'm saying yes to something else. Yeah. And, and, and that's Choosing okay. The better thing. Totally. That's good. It's totally that's okay. Good, so, yeah. so helpful. Yeah. So that's, that's all the time we have as far as the, the questions go. We're wrapping things up. Thank you so much for watching. We will be live again next Thursday at 1130. Uh, again, if you miss it on Facebook Live, then... You're more than welcome to go catch the video later if you're hearing this via podcast. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next Thursday at 11.30. Jason, take us home. Hey, you know, uh, we're going to be handling uh, the next topic is how did Jesus forgive? Mm. And uh, that's going to be brutal. That should be brutal. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So these are going to be weekly. And, man, uh, hey, Sharon, you know what you could do? If this helped you. If it helped you at all, I promise you it'll help somebody else. Uh, Send it to somebody. Email it. Text it out. Hey, just send a link out, man. It'll do wonders.